today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. U.S. politics is dominating uh, the world scene, really, because of what's going on. We know there's a presidential election coming up the first week of November. Uh, we know that a lot of the polling seems to indicate that Donald Trump is trailing Joe Biden in significant uh, amounts, uh, percentages, that is, uh, in, in some of the key states, some of the battleground states, as they call it. And we also know that they're trying to deal, as we, our government is, with COVID-19. And there was a relief package that the U.S. government uh, put in place some months ago that was supposed to help with uh, unemployment insurance, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that has lapsed, and uh, it was up to the uh, Congress to try to come up with a better deal. They couldn't. Uh, because they couldn't come to any agreement on this. Uh, but the surprising thing about this is Donald Trump unilaterally issued another one of his executive orders, which essentially set this program back in place, much to the ire of, of uh, especially Democrats who said, wait a second, you do not have the authority to do this. Joining us to talk about the implications is uh, Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at Carleton University. Uh, Elliot, good morning. Great to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill. Never-ending uh, circus there. Donald Trump has never been one to, to conform to the standards and, uh, and the mores of, 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 of political office, let alone the presidency. So I guess on one hand, this shouldn't surprise us. But you know, the question is, does he even have the, the forget about the moral uh, ability to do this, does he have the legal ability to do this? That's uh, what's being tested right now. Uh, this could end up in the courts and thereby delaying these, these uh, particular measures. But keeping in mind a few things, one is that these few measures are just a, uh, a segment of the overall relief package that the Democrats passed in the House 12 weeks ago, and the Republicans didn't even begin to debate this until just a few days ago. When the debate did begin... It didn't involve the President of the United States, nor Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, which is extraordinary. So this is now uh, essentially Pelosi and Schumer dealing with uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin and Chief of Staff Meadows, uh, who was a uh, Tea Party congressman who's recently taken over that, uh, that critical job of being Chief of Staff. And they apparently don't agree among themselves, the, the Republican side. So we have a, a situation where some key elements, very important to the American people and, and to the economy, have now been signed into, uh, apparently into effect by executive order, uh, an executive order that does, again, a couple of things. One, it tests the constitutionality of those particular actions. And two, it is considered by a number of Republicans to be the kind of executive overreach, the taking away from Congress, which has the unique special constitutional role in terms of raising and spending money, it, it adds more power to the presidency. And now commentators are saying, are Republicans, are you happy with this? Uh, wait till President Kamala Harris comes in and sees what Trump got away with. Do we want to go along with this particular action now? This is a variation on the debate that happened about the Ukraine situation when uh, I think it's generally accepted by now because we heard the call that Trump threatened to withhold funding that Congress had already allocated for Ukraine uh, unless he got his favor, in other words, to investigate Joe Biden. And at that time, the argument was, wait a second, as if you just alluded to, Elliot, Congress, especially specifically, of course, the House of Representatives and the Senate, they're the ones that talk about spending and about allocating funds. The president is not supposed to do that. It's not within his duty or her duties, as the case might be, to be able to do this. He got away with it in the Ukraine situation because the Republicans uh, had his back. But even the Republicans are upset about this now. Well, this, there's a division, apparently, and this is part of the opaqueness of 
the process because we see what's on the top, but we don't see what's going on behind the scenes. But apparently, those Republican senators, and keeping in mind the Senate is also in play in terms of who's going to have the majority. Right now, the Republicans have a clear majority, and they've uh, done a number of things, primarily passing conservative justices uh, uh, through into the legal system for the next 50 years. So the... Uh, that's now in play because there are far more Republican seats up available for contest, and the prevailing winds are, as you noted, are blowing for the Democrats. So apparently, there is a division inside the Republicans up for re-election in the Senate, saying, if you're from a, a really solid state, you know, there's no chance a Republican's going to get defeated. They'll go along with anything that, Repu- that Trump does. If it's a seat they might lose, and McConnell is very particularly very uh, involved in saving that majority. And, of course, <laughs> those senators want to keep their seats, Bill. So uh, then they may be more flexible on saying, you know, we have to do more than this. these few items. Uh, the, the package that the Democrats have on the table isn't simply a financial one. It, it covers a whole broad range of help and relief across the system for an American economy that's in serious peril. Uh, the, pat- the term pandemic depression is now being used. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, are they going to be tempted to have a broader passage of, of a bill that helps more people? Because, after all, their seats are at stake. And, and by the way, I know that the, the, the line of thinking that Trump is using here that he's trying to sell this executive order is, look, and I just saved American workers, you know, because these guys couldn't yes. come up with a deal. But the reality is uh, uh, they're going to get a lot less money. It's not getting the 600 bucks that they all got before. And apparently they have to go through hoops to qualify for this. And a number of people that are currently receiving employment insurance are not even going to qualify for this. They're not even going to get the paltry sum that he's put in this. So it's, it's not really much of a benefit to anybody. Well, we're into the realm now of who gets the blame. And it's, it's parallel, in a sense, to the pandemic. Remember, uh, America is in the grips of a, of a COVID crisis of enormous magnitude. There's, there's uh, the world leader in terms of per total numbers and some of the uh, world's leaders in terms of per capita deaths, 77 seconds, everybody in America either dies or catches this, et cetera, et cetera. Who's going to get the blame? Donald Trump has said all along, hey, this isn't my problem. I'm sending it to the governors. The governors are saying, no, I'm sending it to the mayors and so forth. And it's the same, the same here. Politically speaking, who is going to carry the can right now politically for what's going on in Washington, uh, the Republic, Republicans are going to claim, Trump is going to claim, I have helped and the Congress couldn't do it, the do-nothing Democrats, they're all Marxists anyway, and they don't really care about you, I care about you. And the Democrats are saying, wait a minute, he's not helping you, he's cutting your benefits, you're not going to get any of this. And we had so much more in mind to help you and to help the economy. And uh, who gets the blame now is the political question. Well, and especially because of the alternatives that were optioned there. I mean, as you mentioned, the Congress, uh, dominated by the Democrats, passed their law, uh, their their bill anyway. It's not a law yet, uh, which was pretty generous. It talked about extending, of course, the the employment insurance and a number of other benefits. Uh, it was costly, and and that's why the Republicans, uh, you know, pushed back on that. Uh, but now nobody gets anything. So I mean, the Democrats, I guess, in, in to their defense, can say we had a great deal here i mean this was going to help americans to get through this COVID thing and the republicans wouldn't play ball uh, because they couldn't even agree on anything but they just said it was it was too costly too dear Uh, and trump has really kind of sawed them off here i mean what's done is done i guess the question a lot of folks have right now 
is how far are the Democrats going to take this? Are they going to let, make a legal challenge to this? Yes, apparently there's there's a number of there's more than one challenge going on, and of course this could end up in the courts. Meanwhile, we're you know not that far away from an, an election, so it comes down again to two parts. One is will these measures actually help anybody, and two, who's going to get the political credit, the political blame for what's going on in Washington? Congress as a whole has had very low esteem in the American public for years. I think they're second only, or maybe even lower in esteem than car salesmen, used car salesmen. I don't know. This isn't my slandering them. <laughs> That's just the, the, the polling. So uh, gridlock, the Republicans are going to run on gridlock in Washington. We're here to help, and the Democrats are there not to help. The Democrats are saying, look, you can't trust these guys. We're, we're the ones who are trying to really do something. And uh, they're trying to block it and look, you know, cosmetically doing things that really don't help any. But this is why it's a two-parter. How much will help the American people and the American economy get in the middle of a crisis? And two, who gets the credit and who gets the blame politically? Which is, yeah, that's that's how they play the game of politics. Uh, the reality, though, is that this bill that the Congress did pass, the House of Representatives passed, which in, by all intents seemed to be what the, what the American people needed in this situation, because their crisis isn't going away anytime soon. Uh, it's just one of the growing pile of things that Mitch McConnell won't even address and won't even introduce into the Senate right now. No. Uh, and that's, that's really causing a, the big stalemate here. Well, that's, you know, he's had 12 weeks to introduce a relief bill that's desperately needed for for America and chose not to do it. And now it comes down to this um, uh, right down to the wire negotiations, eyeball to eyeball, uh, and instead of having something like a legislative process, which is, by the way, the job of Congress, uh, they're there to legislate. And uh, there was an obvious deal on the table. Uh, According to the pundits, the Democrats wanted to spend something like $3.1 trillion dollars the Republicans said, oh, that's way too costly. We, we only want to spend a, a trillion dollars. We're talking trillions here. Yeah. The obvious thing you do is you spend two hours, you cut the, cut the dollar amount in half, and come out and say, okay, here's our allocation. And the Democrats uh, seem to be somewhat open to that. But the, but the bottom line, again, is America, America needs help. And it's not getting it from its Congress. It's not getting it through these, through these executive orders. And uh, we're heading into an election. Uh, Elliot, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for this. Uh, I, I don't know if we had added a whole lot of clarity to this because it seems to be changing almost by the minute, but uh, we'll stay in touch. I'm sure there's going to be I another shoot to drop the, on this. The core issues in, in play. The details are always going to be muddy. Exactly. Thanks again, Elliot. Great talking with you. Take care. Elliot Tepper, of course, uh, Professor Emeritus at uh, Carleton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.